0: J. Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Wake that ass up. The Breakfast Club is on. Right. I am feeling blessed. I'm
1: talking to the Breakfast Club this morning. Okay,
2: okay,
1: okay. I love coming here. I'm never not going to come here. You guys are good to me. and return. I'm always going to be good to you For A lot of people in the hip-hop generation, the Breakfast Club is where people get their information on the topics, on the artists, and everything like that. In that aspect, radio is still important. The Breakfast Club. When my name come up, respect it.
3: Yo, 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 yo,
1: Good morning, Angela Yee. Good
4: morning, TJ MV.
1: Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet is
5: Friday. What's happening? Good morning.
1: And
4: good morning. All it's right. A okay. Friday. Let's not forget that.
1: Yes, it's, a June it's definitely Tuesday June. Friday. Friday.
5: I guess we can mm-hmm. say it's a national holiday, even though it's not a national holiday yet. But we might as well celebrate it like it is a national holiday. Why not? Sheila mm-hmm. Jackson introduced the bill to make it a national holiday. So I'm sure it'll be a national holiday soon. But why not? Right. Why can't it be a national holiday in our
1: minds now, even if it's not official? Absolutely. Absolutely. And happy birthday to D Nice today. D Nice turns fifty. Oh, so wow, happy birthday wow, to D the brother D-Nice, nice, 50. He'll be joining us this morning. He's also doing my mix this morning. So happy birthday to my brother D-Nice.
5: Happy birthday to D-Nice. About to pick up a new job. About to pick up a new job yeah. this morning after he bodies the People's Choice Mix. D-Nice is really of the people. He's probably going to really play what the people want sure. to hear. I'm sure. He's be soliciting requests for the past 10 years and never playing. Nothing y'all asked for. I'm sure. Well, Envy's never
4: let anybody take over the mix before, so. No.
1: Never, this never, never. It was his 50th birthday. I called him up, and I said, well, you know, I asked him, I said, would you want to do the People's Choice Mix? He said, it would be my honor. I was like, we'd love to have you on the show, what you did for the culture. You're 50. I think it's it's, it's monumental. And he was like, bet, I'm there. So can't wait to hear uh, D-Nice spin and talk to him a little bit later. So shout to the brother, uh, D-Nice.
5: And, and I want to thank everybody, man. Um, I'm, I'm going to do this a couple times throughout the show, but thank y'all for the support that y'all showed Word. Uh Former Officer Carrie L. Horn yesterday, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, we had her up here. She's the uh, woman who used to be a police officer in Buffalo, New York, in 2006. And uh, one of her colleagues was choking out, one of her white colleagues was choking out a black man. And she, you know, pushed the the officer off of the guy and the officer punched her in the face. So she got fired Mm -hmm. and she had been on the force for 19 years. And she was one year away from getting her pension. um, So she didn't get her pension because she got fired. We're well, we going to try to change that, but you know she's had a GoFundMe up for a long, long, long time, and she's been trying to raise a uh, hundred thousand dollars. And as of right now this morning, she is four thousand dollars away from her goal. Wow!
1: Oh, y'all. time to
4: close the gap.
1: Okay, that's great. She's and right shout to her. Me. Like I don't know if people know she she lost everything. She was homeless. Uh, yes. She has how many kids? Four or five kids. So she, she had PTSD probably.
4: from PTSD from that experience.
1: Yeah. So yep. we appreciate you guys for chipping in and definitely helping. Uh, Carol Horn, so, Cariel so, Horn. So,
5: please! If you you can still go to her GoFundMe right now, it's uh, Cariel C A R I O L Dash Horn, and she's four thousand dollars away from reaching her goal of a hundred thousand. So you know, go go put a little something in there if you can. Five dollars, a dollar, two dollars, whatever it is, everything counts because, like my man Killer Mike always says, if a if a lot of us do a little, none of us got to do a lot. So salute sure. to salute to everybody who supported yesterday. I, I really appreciate it. All right. I well, love let's seeing
4: get- everybody doing all this amazing work that they've been doing, you know, during this time and the coming together of it. And I want to shout out our girl Isla from Evelyn's Kitchen. Since the middle of March, she's been uh, feeding kids, families, frontline workers every Saturday and doing all the labor packaging and delivery costs and getting partners to sponsor the meal. And people can do that, too. If they just donate $20, they can pay for a meal. And I did... um me and my girls came together, and we provided meals for all day on this weekend, Sunday. But it's a nice thing to do, like, if you team up with your friends and do things like that.
5: Yes, indeed. Salute to Isla. Isla yeah, got so fat one summer, eating them damn um, banana pudding pudgies. pudgies. Mm, pudgies. Oh, it oh, my goodness. Woo! I got so fat you are what
4: you eat. all
1: every weekend. Mm-hmm. That is a fact. All right. Well, um, we got front page news coming up. What are we talking about?
4: Well, I'll give you guys the history of Juneteenth just in case Donald Trump is the person who made it famous for you and you're not quite sure what's going on. Also, we'll tell you who dropped out of the race to be vice president.
1: All right. Well, let's get into some uh, some joints this morning. It's Juneteenth. So can we play something positive, Dramos? Can, can, can you throw something positive on right now? There we go. All right. Front page news is next. It's pockets changes. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. All right. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy we are, the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where we starting, Yee?
4: Well, let's start with Juneteenth, because today is Juneteenth, June 19th, and it date backs to 1865. That's when the Union soldiers, led by Major General Gordon Granger, Granger, landed at Galveston, Texas. The news is that the war had ended and that the enslaved were now free. And this was uh, two and a half years after President Lincoln did the Emancipation Proclamation. That was back in 1863. And it had little impact in Texas due to the minimal number of Union troops to enforce the new executive order, but they actually had to come after General released, surrendered in April of 1865, and finally they had to overcome resistance. And imagine being there, and all of a sudden, you're able to be free, and you can just walk off and leave. Well, happy
1: Juneteenth, everybody. The The crazy part part about about Juneteenth, damn it. Is, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I definitely didn't learn it in school, and the only reason I even knew about it is, you know, they were having these Juneteenth uh, parties where they were mm-hmm. hiring me. And I, I just asked one day, a couple of years ago, I was like, what the hell is Juneteenth? And then they had to explain what it was, but I had to, they definitely didn't teach me that in school.
4: I didn't learn about it in uh, school. You
1: know,
5: oh, you got to respect the founder of Juneteenth, Donald Trump. You know Don't what I'm say. saying? Yeah. For establishing a holiday, establishing a holiday for black people to be able to celebrate. Okay? Don't say
4: that. Yeah, Donald Trump says he's made Juneteenth very famous after rescheduling his first rally since the start of the pandemic, he said uh, he told the Wall Street Journal nobody had ever heard of the holiday before he brought it up.
5: Well, that shows <laughs> you the bubble that he, certain people live in, right? Because uh, he probably never heard of the holiday and nobody around him ever really heard of it. So in his mind, this is something brand new to everybody. He probably never crazy. noticed it on television, probably never, know, ne- never noticed anybody talking about it on a mainstream level. So in his mind, he did bring it to the masses. He's dead wrong. <laughs> okay. He's dead, dead wrong. In his mind, Yes. In his mind, he feels like he did that.
4: All right. Well, uh, Amy Klobuchar has stepped down. Now, you know, she was in the running to be the pick for Joe Biden's potential VP. And here's what she had to say.
2: After uh, what I've seen in my state, what I've seen across the country, this is a historic moment. And America must seize on this moment. And I truly believe, uh, as I actually told the vice president last night, uh, that I think this is a moment to put a woman of color on that ticket.
5: Uh, First of all, great. Amy Klobuchar needed to move out of the way, but in true colonizer fashion, she's trying to take credit for an idea that black people have been pushing on for months. White woman trying to take the credit for putting the queen on. Okay, if we hadn't found out that Amy Klobuchar had let 24 officers slide for killing black folks, including the devil who killed George Floyd, do you think she'd be dropping out? Hell no. She would be right there front and center blocking all the sisters, okay, saying she was the best choice, all right? But 2020 is the year reveal, and God revealed her record, and she had to get the hell out of the way. And yes, uh, she is correct. Like, everybody's been correct for the past few months.
1: Joe Biden needs a black woman running mate,
4: period. All right, well, that is your front page news.
1: All right, get it off your chest 800-585-1051 If you need to vent, hit us up now It's The Breakfast Club, good morning
0: The Breakfast Club This is your time to get it off your chest Whether you're mad or blessed We want to hear from
1: you On The Breakfast Club Hello, Hello, who's this? What's up man, my name is James I'm from Naptown, Indianapolis What's up brother, get it off your chest man I'm just happy that Finally, that Juneteenth has got the recognition it deserves. It should have been
6: recognized a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I feel that that it should have had that recognition
5: though. But I'm happy, and I want to thank you guys, man, for all y'all do, man. Because about a couple weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, I lost my grandmother, and I'm glad that you know you guys were for on the radio listening to y'all. This has helped me out. You know what I'm saying? I'm happy for that. Thanks. Sorry guys. to hear that, brother. Well, we are- Salute to you. We appreciate you, brother. And appreciate you Thank for appreciating you, us. Ca- uh, Absolutely. According to some of these websites, we don't do nothing. No, oh, stop but, it. Uh, right. cause destruction to our community. Stop it. So salute
1: to you. Thanks. Thank you, brother.
3: Hello, who's this? Hey, what's going on? It's Lord Lightning over here.
1: What's up, brother? Get it off your chest.
3: What's going on, man? Hey, first I want to shout y'all out. Um, good morning, guys, by the way. But first I want to uh, shout you guys out for continuing to hail up Toronto in the morning. I was the gentleman who called that time, and uh, we had that talk about Toronto.
1: Yeah, I remember. Now you hear it every yeah, morning. Yeah, Toronto!
3: Yeah, man, much respect, much respect, man. Um, but no, actually, I actually want to speak about uh, Toronto. There's some craziness and some crazy violence that's been happening lately. Yesterday, um, there was a police uh, pursuit, and instead of pulling over, the dude who was being chased by the police got into a horrible accident and killed a mother, and there's three kids, 6 year old four-year-olds, oh, and a one-year-old.
4: That's terrible. Um,
3: as opposed to this, yeah, you know what I mean? As opposed to this, Whatever he was getting chased for now that charge has been upgraded to murder. You know what I mean? Um, uh, uh, an MC over here by the name of Houdini passed away from a gun shootout in broad mm-hmm. daylight. A six-year-old boy was caught hey. in crossfire At his funeral with another shootout. So it's like, like it. Toronto, man Like if you're listening right now because if Charlemagne said, you know, Toronto needs to give American radio a chance If you're listening right now, Toronto calm down family calm down whatever summer we're about to have due to this COVID, things opening back up let's enjoy it chill the f- i chill the frig out man you know what i mean you have cats like director x he's speaking to the news and the political people over here to try and get you know uh, a a bill passed a petition passed where you have the toronto mandem the hood mandem who's been in the system to talk to these youths out here because the youths are Yo, I'm old. I'm you know I'm, I'm old school, but these cats out here, these young cats, yo, I'm scared of these little young cats, man. They just they pop off for anything, you know. So it's just there's some crazy going around in the world. But me living here in Toronto, you know, and I got two sons. Toronto, man, chill out
1: and be safe out yo,
5: there, Canada, brother. Protect those Toronto, kids, man. Toronto, Toronto, adopt American
1: radio, not American violence. Okay. All right. Eight hundred five 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club.
3: I'm telling. I'm telling. Hey, what you doing,
0: man? I'm telling. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800 585 1051 We want to hear from you on the Breakfast
1: Club. Hello, who's this? You? What's up, MV? Hey, what's up, Trav? Hey, what's up, boo?
6: Hey, boo. What's
7: up, Charlamagne? It's the man of your dream. How are you? What's <laughs> up, sis? How are you? I'm doing good. Oh, yee. First, I want
6: to say, um, I meant to tell you this other day, amazing interview with Breonna Taylor's uh, mother. Amazing interview. I really enjoyed it. Uh,
4: thank you. I actually saw it on WE TV again yesterday. Angie Martinez on her show, The Untold Stories of Hip Hop. They played part of it on there. So shout out to Angie as well for both of us coming together.
6: Shout out to Miss Martinez and Char. Um, also, I've been praying for you and the loss for your loved one. I just want to let you know that
5: I appreciate wow. that. I really do. It's been rough, I'm not gonna yes, lie. I appreciate got it. That. Thank
6: you very much. You know, I'm, I'm actually in a positive mood this morning, man. And I, I actually wrote a poem that I would like to share. Oh boy, you know, okay. I, I, um, it's a, it's a Father's Day poem. I put my heart in this poem. Like, oh, that's I right, really Father's Day. Yes, yeah, nah, I put my thing. heart in this. So, all right, okay, so, we listening. Um, I wish I had some background music, like Erica. Like Erica, I do it. I should have been prepared, but it's called a Father's Day poem for Sean Stone, bitch. That's what it's called. Oh boy, I see. I knew oh it was something. God. I knew it was a left somewhere. I but knew it couldn't um, just be.
2: <laughs> it, it, it's
6: real quick. It's real quick. Happy Father's Day, Puerto party guy. You still suck. You still ugly. You still boring. No cap, no lie. Happy Father's Day, Sean Stone. I told you, weak ass. Leave me alone. So even though I don't like you, I just wanted to
1: say, you oompa loompa body, bitch. Happy Father's Day. Sean. Oh my I I didn't hear anything that
5: wrong. That was hard. Nah, oh but that was gosh. hard though. You you, you Hey, you bodied Sean Stone, you Body Sean Stone the way uh no name Body J Cole in that 1 minute record song 33 yes. she put out yesterday. I I yeah, yeah, no yeah. Name,
6: I'm being positive.
7: I see you trying
5: today. to ignore. <laughs> I see <laughs> I see you trying to ignore things. I see you trying to ignore
1: what happened to your guy. I didn't hear much, you know, pop. Anyway, all right. Get it <laughs> off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now we got rumors on the way, ye?
4: Well, yeah, Charlamagne, since you just brought up no name, let's talk about what she did have to say in response to J. Cole Snow on the Bluff. She put out her own song yesterday and definitely was trending.
1: All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club.
0: This is the rumor report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club.
4: Yes, as we know, J. Cole put out a new song called Snow on the Bluff and feels like he was referencing artist No Name and how she kind of came at some of these artists. In particular, he felt like she was talking about him for not using their platform to address everything that's going on in the world. Here is what J. Cole said on Snow on the Bluff
1: to to be thinking i'm deep intelligent fooled by my college degree my iq was average there's a young lady out there she way smarter than me i scroll through her timeline in these wild times and i started to read she mad at these crackers she mad at these capitalists mad at these murder police she mad at my again she mad at our ignorance she wear a heart on the sleeve she mad at the celebrities low-key i be thinking she talking about me now i ain't no dummy to think i'm above criticism so when i see something that's valid i listen but there's just something about the queen's tone that's bothering me
4: well, now, No Name has responded, and she put out her song, Song 33, yesterday. Listen to this. One girl missing another, one girl missing, one girl missing another, but in the back, quiet as a church mouse,
2: basement mm-hmm. studio, when duty calls to get the verse out, I guess the ego hurt now, it's time to go to work, wow, look mm-hmm. at him go, he really doubts to write about me when the world is in smokes, when it's people and trees, when George was begging for his mother, saying he couldn't breathe, he thought to write about me? One girl missing, another one goal missing. One girl missing, another one. Yo, but little did I know all my reading would be about there's trans woman being murdered, and this is all he
5: can offer. I'm so confused by this. Cause, Why? Because, number one, uh, no name called out J. Cole for calling her out at a time like this when black women and black men are being killed, but didn't no name call people out with tweets at a time like this when black men and black women are being killed? They're all doing the same thing to each other.
4: Well, it's not really a... I feel like this track is just basically like, come on, y'all, we got to do better. That's kind of how she, I look they at all it. all be doing and, better. And Didn't J. Cole put out this? a tweet to also... Uh, con- to encourage people to go listen to the song as well.
5: I think the record is dope. I, I, I salute to No Name. Uh, but I just think uh, everybody needs to collectively take a breath. I think we're all hurt right now. And we are not each other's enemy. Like, we should not be infighting amongst each other over something so trivial like, as she said... At a time when people are actually killing black folks. Like, black folks are really under attack right now. We need to be. I
4: didn't feel like she was fighting. Operation. I didn't I feel she like it was fighting. I think she just was saying, look, it, it was more better. like a come on. Yeah, we let's go. Didn't she do the same?
5: But didn't she do the same thing a few weeks ago? Or didn't she call them out at a time like this when black men and black women are being killed? She did the same exact thing. So it's really just a circle of energy. Somebody needs to break the circle. That's all I'm saying.
4: Um, Yeah, I think her main thing was she wants more people to step up to the plate and these artists who have these platforms. So I don't think that's a wrong thing for her to feel. All right, now congratulations to Raven Simone. She got married to her longtime love Miranda Maday. They had a very intimate ceremony. She did thank her friends and family for attending and understanding why it was small because of coronavirus. And then she put out a picture of herself and her wife. She said, "I got married to a woman who understands me from trigger to joy, from breakfast to midnight snack, from stage to home. I love you, Mrs. Pearman Maday. Let's tear this world a new a hole. I'm married. I's married now," is what she posted.
1: Okay. Oh, congrats. Oh, congrats to her. Yeah, absolutely, Raymond right, Simone. Mm-hmm.
4: All right, NBA players, they have the option of wearing a smart ring. That smart ring, smart ring can detect COVID-19 three days in advance. So the NBA season, as you know, is resuming July 30th at Disney's ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex near Orlando, Florida. They're allowed to go all over the place, do whatever it is they need to do, but they have to keep on getting tested. And they'll be able to go to movie screenings, other NBA games, enjoy all the hotel amenities. Everybody still must keep at a safe distance. But they did test these rings out on 2000, medical workers at the University of California, San Francisco, and they had to complete daily surveys so people could analyze the health data from the rings. So they were initially marketed as sleep trackers that are able to monitor heart rate and body temperature, but now they want to use that data to develop ways to detect coronavirus. They said it's like 90% effective.
5: Really? Okay. I guess the, I mm-hmm. guess the, powers, the powers that be said, hey man, they're on to the chip. They're on to that market of beast. so let's give them a ring. Okay, let's give them the option of taking it on and off. Why does the, everybody right. have that ring though? Why didn't that ring available to the general public?
4: I mean, I think they still were researching and doing all kinds of things. So I don't know why they have it first, but not sure. I'm sure they they just tested them out.
1: Yeah, I'm sure that ring is uber expensive, too. It has to be.
4: All right. Well, that is your rumor report. I'm Angela Yee.
1: All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, we're going to be talking to Rashad Brooks, family's attorney, L. Chris Stewart and Justin Miller. All right, we're going to talk to them when we come back, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yeah. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, uh, usually we jump into front page news, but this morning we have uh, two gentlemen joining us. We have Rashad Brooks, family attorneys. We have L. Chris Stewart and Justin Miller on the line. Good morning, brothers. Good morning. Good morning. Now, now, can you tell us what's going on with the Rashad Brooks case? i seen one of the uh, officers do an interview, which is really strange. Usually you don't see that. So does it seem like he's going to cooperate with the DA and testify against the other cop? What's going on? Break it down for us. Man, the
7: devil's in details. Um, For him to come forward and do multiple interviews on TV, what he keeps saying is he is cooperating. Correct. So they can argue about the terms of is he a government witness or is he, but he's cooperating. And, And I understand what the DA said. You understand the pressure that he's under right now of you know, saying he's going to come forward and actually testify against another cop. Um, So, you know, I get it. You know, we understand it as long as he's going to testify and cooperate.
5: Are these charges going to stick? Are they just pacifying the community so they
6: don't riot in Atlanta? I mean, I think they they should stick. Um, The DA here is is really good. And so we have faith that they will. But like you all know, I mean, every single time this happens, we think something's going to Go our way, and it ends up not going our way. So we are optimistic, but we are watching with a side eye, like one eye open at all times. You know.
4: For everyone who doesn't know all of the details, because we hear a lot of discrepancies in the reporting, can you tell us the sequence of events? Because we're hearing the cops are telling a different story from their attorney. So we just want to know from you what happened and what do we have evidence of?
7: Yeah. So Rashad was, you know, passed out or asleep in the drive-through. an attempt was made by the officer to wake him up. The officer is the one who actually ordered him to drive uh, over to the side. They never saw him driving reckless. They never saw him doing anything um, in that vehicle other than being asleep in it. And the officer is the one who actually made him move the vehicle. Uh, you see a field sobriety test, which in our opinion was ridiculous. It was 40 minutes long, and they were trying everything in the world to catch him up. Uh, he was coherent. He was answering questions. He did everything that you're supposed to do when you give uh, your child to talk mm-hmm. with an officer, be polite, be cordial, deferential, answer the questions, you know, be nice. He did all of that. Right. Um, he even said, you know what, can I walk home? My sister's right there. And the officer was like, hell no. Nah. And then it went left. Um, we don't know what was in his mind, but what we do know is his wife and himself watched the death of George Floyd multiple times. So we don't know, you know, nowadays, it doesn't mean you're going to be safely put in a police car if you get handcuffed. So he freaked that's out. Right. Um, and it went from there. I mean, just because you get, you know, you're going to get handcuffs put on you, that doesn't mean that you're going to still end up alive. So we don't know what happened.
1: Now, with the self defense, uh, well, deadly force, right? That That's when the officer is supposed to be allowed to shoot. Now, that's going to be what they're going to try to prove that Rashad Brooks fired uh, the uh, taser, and that could be deadly force. Is, is there any way? that an officer can say, okay, I used deadly force because I was scared of the taser? Is there any way that that can happen? Because, you know, I'm saying a lot of people saying this is going to be a hard one to prove.
7: It, it is going
6: to be a hard one um, to prove. And he can say that, but we don't think that's a good argument. If you look at the video, he was going for the, tas- uh, the gun before Rashard turned around and shot that taser in the air. So as he's chasing him, you can see him kind of drop his uh, taser with his left hand, and with his right hand, he goes for his gun. Then you see uh, Richard turn around with the taser, and then he turns back around. He's running. He gets actually 18 feet away from him, and then the officer shoots him in the back. So he was already planning to shoot Rashard in the back. So using a self-defense um, argument about that taser doesn't
1: really make much sense to me. When he shot the taser, the officers knew that he couldn't shoot the taser again. So there was no reloading the taser. So after he shot that taser, they knew he had nothing else, and they still continued Correct. to shoot.
7: Correct. They they patted him down earlier in the stop that we
6: were talking we were talking about before. They knew he didn't have any guns or or deadly weapons on him. So all he had
7: was that taser. So uh, we think it's a bad a, a bad incident all the way around. And he even the is shot t- him. Put out a statement yesterday, and he said he shot because he heard a loud bang. So is it the taser, or are you trying to say you thought he had a gun, which you know he didn't had a gun because you patted him down, had his license in his That's car. Right. So it's you know it's, it's going to be a lot of stories in it.
5: How crucial is the testimony of the other officer in the conviction
7: of these cops or this cop? Man, it's crucial for this case and it's crucial for um, the future cases. Like, Charlamagne, you remember uh, Walter Scott in, in Charleston, South Carolina. Absolutely, um, absolutely. And I had, you know I, you know, I had that case back then and the officers all backed up what Slager said and we got a hung jury on the Walter Scott case, which people thought was just like this one, you know, He's running from the cops, shot in the back. The cops said they fought over the taser, and one juror believed it. And then we were able to get the 20-year conviction from the federal case, but um, it's going to be just like that. He said, she said, and it it really is going to be a lot about what this officer and what the witnesses, um, you know, say. Is
5: it not frustrating to to have it be he said, she said, when there's a whole video, when you can see it detail for detail?
7: Right. It's that quote that I said, man, of, Black people only get justice by video, and then that's rare. Um, right. If you don't have a video, and, you know, we do a lot of these cases, it's sad because we the first thing we ask is, is there video, ma'am, or sir? Is there video of it? Because we already know it's going to be an uphill battle because we know uh, the police report is going to be filled with, you know, false statements, and, you know, he who writes the report rules, and that's the police officer. Mm. Right. Um, so, you know, it's, it's just tough, man, because even with the video, you know, doesn't mean justice coming. You know, you know the crazy thing about it to me is this. You know, we went through like a whole Me Too movement, and we're still going through it, and that is a great movement. But
6: people were asking everyone, believe women, right? But I want people to believe us too. You know, believe us when we say this happened. When you go to the police department, believe these people when they're saying, this is what this officer did to me. This is how I was violated. So, I, I mean, it should be the same type of movement for uh, police brutality and violence—that there is for me too.
4: What about yeah, witnesses? I know we proof, have the—I know the the we have the video. Then what about witnesses that were there?
7: Yeah, actually, uh, one of the witnesses is what Paul Howard actually ended up adding more charges for because their car got hit by one of the bullets, mm-hmm. and they had a car full of people. Like man, you know that dude opened fire in a crowded Wendy's parking lot, acting like Rashard had just robbed a bank or done something. Um, you know, to start shooting in that parking lot, it could have killed somebody else. Almost killed Dang.
1: somebody else. Absolutely. Well, brothers, we appreciate you guys for checking in and giving some details. And please keep us posted to what's going on when, when everything starts, when the trial starts. And keep us posted to yeah. everything that's going on. We'd love to hear from hey, you guys hey, more.
5: Hey, Chris, Nefertiti, Jaquest told me to tell you peace,
7: man. Man, that's the family, man. What's up? All right. Yeah, that's the homies. I hey, appreciate y'all, man. Y'all, y'all keep so talking about it, man. That's the only way this is going to move, man, is if y'all keep. Talking about these cases and and keep everyone Absolutely. in the street. We need to keep the pressure up, up,
1: up. All right. We have l Chris Stewart. Thank you, Justin Miller, Rashad Brooks, family attorneys, and thank you, brothers, for calling in. Oh yeah. All right, now. Please. All right. When we come back, D Nice will be joining us today. Is D Nice's 50th birthday? So we're gonna kick it with the brother D Nice. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning everybody, it's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy, we are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line. Today It's his birthday. The brother turns hey. 50 today. D-Nice, ladies and gentlemen. D-Nice.
2: Happy hey. born day, D-Nice.
4: Hey.
5: D-Nice, you, you've up, had bro? like a million lives. I, I told somebody the other day, I said D-Nice done had about five or six different careers. He was a rapper, yep. a photographer, a DJ, hey an entrepreneur. A and R. Mm-hmm.
6: That's that's what life is about, right? You should be able to just try multiple things, man. And, I'll, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have been blessed with um, opportunities to do so. But the DJ one is the best, though, man. You know? I, right. I wish I had started early. I could be as rich as Envy.
1: Stop it. <laughs> now, for people that don't know, explain how the, the D-Nice phenomenon took over Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know, you started off DJing, and I think there was maybe 100, 200 of us in, in the room, and you were just... just setting the vibes and explain what happened from there
6: so it it started here exactly where i'm sitting right now that's why i rushed to set up like to be here to have the conversation but it started sitting here out of um just feeling lonely like everyone else you know like i was Mm -hmm. self-quarantined at the time all of my family i have no family in la so i was sitting here all of my gigs were being canceled you know coachella gigs like everything was just being canceled and there was a, a moment where where I'm not going to lie, I was in tears of just like frustration, like all the hard work that we put in, and we didn't know what this experience was going to lead to. And in like this moment, it just, there was like this, this calmness that came over to me that I was almost like this voice just saying, be still. And I sat right in the spot, opened my laptop up, turned on my phone, turned on Instagram, and I just started playing music into the phone just to. You know, it was like l- roughly around 200 people. It was you, and it was, you know, I know Ann's was there, and like, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, Black Thought, Bun B, and then just regular people that just enjoyed music and, and conversation. It didn't start off with me DJing. And after day two, I was doing the same thing. It, people started to show up, the love was there. Day three, it felt different to me. It felt like, wow, like I. I mean, I don't know the last time that I played a party that was like 2,000 people in there because my parties are always private, you know, like private events. Mm. It's usually like under 1,000. But seeing that number 2,000 just felt different, and I called DJ Clark Kent up, and I told him, and he was like, yo, you should actually start DJing now and not just play music. So I, I hooked up the tables, and, like, I started playing music, and, and and by day four, it turned into this thing of, like, 20,000 people and Drake popped in and J-Lo And it was just like all of these people in there. And um, I woke up the next morning, and I remember reading something in one of the comments that said, damn, D-Nice had everybody in there. The only people missing were the Obamas. So when I woke up Saturday morning, all I wanted was to somehow get Michelle Obama to stop in this IG Live, which was at the time like a difficult thing to convince people that this IG Live concept was actually a real thing, like it could be a real party. No one was using IG Live like that, you know. And um, I was on the phone all day, just calling people. And by the time I started my set, it was immediately like twenty thousand people in there in ten minutes, and the energy just felt good. And we just, I just kept going. And um, you know, reaching that hundred thousand mark, or you know, just to be the first person to do it, was uh, was monumental. And and to be honest with you, I'm glad that it, it came from a person of from our community, you know, like just mm-hmm. a hip hop person in general, to like. Mm-hmm bring the world together and i wasn't just playing hip-hop music the way we listen to music right um i played everything and we brought the world together in a virtual party which is just beautiful to experience
7: absolutely
5: that's interesting to it realize that there in. was a, there was a slight strategy behind it you know what i mean the fact that you did call people that saturday to say yo make sure you tune in
6: yeah no it was always like people thought that this was like some overnight like no every day like a know a no lot of you mm-hmm. bro like Day one, I was getting calls from people to sponsor. Like, there was a point where one of the huge chicken companies—I'll leave it alone—but was like asking me to sponsor it, and and they were sending food over, Damn. and I was like, "There's no way I can stand in front of this camera as be nice eating <laughs> chicken. Like, I just can't do it." So. But well, they wanted you to eat the, the chicken. One, so, like, <laughs> I'm like, Nah, I can't do this, man. And and um and what's interesting is. On that Friday, I had an opportunity to work with a record company, and we agreed to do this particular record company's Friday, and they were going to have some artists, you know, split the screen with me. But when I woke up Friday morning, I felt like, although I loved the the, the opportunity, and, and look, during a time when people were trying to figure out how to still make money, there was an opportunity for me right there. Two opportunities, there alone, to make money. When I woke up that Friday, it didn't sit right within my soul, bro. Like mm-hmm. There was a feeling of like, This was my chance to just do what I love, to play music the way that I hear it, to not allow this to become someone else's thing. Like, this was my thing. And I didn't even call that record company back to the day of. I I was a little shady by not calling, but I was just like, yo, I'm going to do what I love right now. I respect you. It wasn't Kaiser, was it? No, no. If it had been Kaiser, I would have done it. Right. No, 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 no. I, didn't I, Kaiser, s- I definitely would have. No, you don't let down Kai. Do
1: and I want to say thank you, too, because, um, you know, when I was trying to help the DJs out, we did a, a DJ-thon, and, and I called a lot of my DJ friends. And you were the first person to be like, I'm in. I, not a problem. Let's go. Let's, let's make this money for the DJs. And there were so many other people that said, no, nah, I'm not doing it. No, nah, I, I don't think so. But you came immediately. We raised over 100000 So I just wanted to say thank you because we were able to help a lot of DJs pay rent. Put food on their table, buy Pampers formula and all that. So I just want to say thank you for jumping in when I had that vision. You was like, no problem, me.
6: Yo, the the thing about it was, like, you never asked me for anything. You know what I mean? And, you know, you called me one day, you know, I hope you don't mind me sharing this. And you, you said to me, like, yo, I love listening to your live because I can play the music with my family and, and enjoy it with my family. I never forgot that, you know, like, so every time I play music, I always think about that conversation. I, re- I really do, bro. And and uh, it's why I play music the way that I do in terms of, like, I don't just stick to old school. I, I play old school during this time because it just feels good, like, to play music that will uplift mm-hmm. people's fears. And not to say that the younger music doesn't because it, it, it does, but there's something magical about, like, being able to play the sledge and mixing it in with Anderson Pie. It was so people were like, Oh, I'm gonna buy
4: you a drink. Oh, what you? I thought it was really cute because people were acting like they really were in the club, and it was such a nice unifying feeling for us because I know everybody's going through a lot of different things personally. But for everybody to come together and really feel like we can't be out, but we can all be in this live and pretending that we're out, and there were hookups that happened courtesy of you know D-Nice <laughs> and club quarantine so I think that's amazing that something could be organic like that and really just take over
6: yeah it was um, I think day three was the day when I realized that this whole club concept was really taking off and Will Will Packer called me and, and was like bro I heard about your club your party I'm coming in tonight <laughs> and the way he said it, it was like we had like this real party going on and, um, and yeah the, like the experience was just you know it became like a place of solace for people where when they came into my ig and that's why i tell people it's not just about the music it's really about like the conversation that goes on in there that community because people are really connecting and it's unlike any other ig that i've been in it's like people really feel connected and they feel safe the music is secondary
1: to the conversation is actually being had in there man and it's it's, just, it's beautiful to see. All right, we got more with D-Nice when we come back. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's D J Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with D-Nice. Charlamagne?
5: You know, this is, this is so interesting to me because, you know, you, you've, you've talked openly about your bouts with depression, and yeah. to know that you was alone in your crib, and the thing that probably kept you sane and was therapeutic for you was something you loved to do.
6: You know, I, I don't want to take the um, depression lightly. I haven't, you know, I know friends that really, really had depression. I think my situation was kind of borderline depression and just, like, being afraid of, of uh, losing everything the way I did when the rapping days, you know? Like, when <clears throat> when you have that type of experience of, like, people stopping you, when the clapping stops and you lose the money and you lose the crib. Like, I have been through that already, you know? And my goal in life was, never to experience that again and that's why I've learned how to do multiple things just to keep my movement going you know I've never worked for anyone always been self-employed always made my own way so seeing what was happening during this time was just I'll be honest with you bro like I allowed myself to get into that situation of feeling slightly depressed and sad and then I thought like wait there are so many things which is which is clearly why I still left my setup the same way like books my laptop on top of books and like with everything that I found around the crib, I was like, wait, you got to be resourceful. You know, all I wanted to do even with club quarantine, which it was really supposed to be a situation of sharing stories and telling, you know, because obviously, you know, music, playing music wasn't really allowed. You know, it was really just about to share some stories with people. And, And the fact that it turned into something that ended up being, being good for everyone was so therapeutic. And I mean, and it was healing me along the way, which is, which is so crazy, you know? Like, every time I played a record, it wasn't just for other people. I played music because it, it really, it felt
1: good with me.
4: Mm-hmm. Did you know so Halle Berry you just deal? walk past in the background?
1: <laughs> 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 so what are you doing for your 50th today? What are you doing for your 50th today, brother, if anything? Man, today I'm going to do,
6: I'm going to jump on the IG early. Um, I, I have this thing called the CQ meetup where I allow people I play no music. I just bring people in to chat so other people can actually see who these regulars are. And then, um, you know, have dinner with uh, my family. My mom is flying out here, which is, you know, it's still a little dangerous, but, you know, she was adamant about being here. So very small situation with my mom and my kids. And then um, afterwards, I'm playing the Versus After Verses. Party. Versus yes. After Party. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it was supposed to be my birthday party, but then I don't it know turned man, into... when I got to
4: call
2: it.
6: <laughs> Two verses, I was like, you know what?
4: It can it's be both.
6: Be my party. Yeah, no, but I, I, you know, I just feel like the Alicia Keys, John Legend verse is going to be awesome, and it's great to be part of, like, the after experience.
5: That's going to be hard. You know, D, you know, being that, you know, you, you were on self-destruction, right? And that talked about a lot of the things that were going on in the black community. What are, what are your thoughts on music being made now in response to the times, in response to everything that we're seeing going
6: on out right now? Like, I, I haven't heard much of the new music. I did hear the little baby record. and I was really happy to hear um, Big Mill, other side you know, of America, Cole, yeah, and the Meek Mill record, the Trey songs record. You know, I, mm-hmm. I was able to premiere the Trey songs record. I love that artists are now taking a, you know, taking a stance with music. I don't think every record should be that way. I'm not going to be one of those dudes to lie and be like, yo, every record should be, you know, uplifting. Like, no, for every public enemy, we had two live crew. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just nice to see balance. That's all, man. But I, I do like the records that are coming out. Um, but yeah, but I, I don't. Look, the younger generation, what, what's happening now, even with with um, the protesting that's been going on, and the fact that they've had enough, has been beautiful to see, and it's and it's and it's very nice to see that people are providing a soundtrack to that experience that that these these kids are having, man.
4: What do you anticipate happening in the future as far as virtual DJing when we're able to go back out? I see you're doing the Roots picnic and Mm -hmm. that's a virtual experience, but do you think that this is really going to change the way that people celebrate, go to parties? You think this is something that's here to stay?
6: I think virtual DJing is here to stay. I I wouldn't say it's going to be 100% of what the DJing business is. You know, in my crib, I'm actually going to build like this virtual room so I can continue having this type of um, experience. But there's still nothing like being in front of a crowd and watching Absolutely. people move and watching people mm-hmm. celebrate. Absolutely. So
5: what's the plan? What's the plan to expand club quarantine when the lockdown is, I guess, so over?
6: The the main goal for me is to play two places, right? One is the Hollywood Bowl. I'm adamant about that. like mm-hmm. Because I like this, the the feeling of being outdoors and people having their space and people being able to bring their families and drink wine and, like, I like that. Like, I feel, I imagine that's what's happening every time I'm playing. In terms of, like, long term, like, if I could just do amphitheaters and play music and bring out artists, like, I feel like this is a real shot, especially coming from, like, a black DJ to be able to, to just to be in a position to do that, you know? Like, the people are behind me, the, the artists have been extremely supportive, and let me just say, like, that night of March 21st, with everyone coming into my IG, I used to feel like I'm so lucky to have been that person. And then one day, and this just happened recently, within the last two weeks, where I I, I realized that it wasn't luck at all. It was thirty five years of like being kind to That's people, right. being supportive Absolutely. to other people. Yes. And being there, you know, like if Ange called me and she needed me for something, I was Listen. like, You know what I mean? Like
4: and I mm-hmm. want to publicly say that, like, every single time, and I appreciate you so much, because I'm always like, man, I don't know if I want to do that, because, you know, it's Dean Nice, and I know normally I don't have that huge budget, but you, you have it, always, me. always come, not the budget he has, okay, <laughs> um, but you do always, always come through, and, like, not even just come through, but do it happily, And we'll be like, Angela, oh, I'm not, okay, yes, absolutely. You know you don't even have to ask me. Like, I'm in. And we'll tell other people, like, oh, Angela has a party? Yes, I'm in. He's not fake about it at all. And I really do appreciate that. Like, anytime I've ever asked you, you've even tried to come through in a snowstorm and the flight got canceled and all of that. And so that's something that I really never take for granted.
6: And that's, that's, to me, that's the reason why so many people were in that live. And so many people in terms of our, our peers was because, 35 years of doing stuff for other people this was the first time that people actually just came out because it was just me and it was my thing Mm -hmm. like you had to want to listen to me to hold your phone in your hand for hours you know like you know (laughs) like some people were hooking it up to their systems but some people were just listening and reading comments and jamming and that was a beautiful experience and it's like i want i want to experience that live like i want people to, to feel that love from me, just live, you know, and I'm I'm really looking forward to that. I know it's not going to happen in 2021, I mean, in 2020, but if we can start that New Year's Eve in Anguilla 2020... Yes, sir. ...2021, that'll be the best part of it, man.
1: Now, now... I think we're going to make it, I think we're going to make it to Anguilla this year. I think so.
6: I think so, man.
1: I need that, (laughs) (laughs) vacation. Now, let's get into D-Nice's single. I don't even know if he performs this anymore. This is My Name is D-Nice. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Naga. We are the Breakfast Club. That was Call Me D-Nice. D-Nice is still here. Now, D, we've been on this show for damn near 10 years. In 10 years, Uh we haven't had a real DJ fill-in for me besides... uh, The reason I said real DJ because Angela Angela Yee... Yee she filled no it one shot. He like
4: that. And by the way, when I did my Ye Mix, it was so amazing. People were like, yo, that's dope. And then oh, Envy right. shut me down because people liked it too much. And then Ye Mix started trending. And they were calling him a hater because he he squashed me and hated on me. But it's we, cool.
1: We haven't had a real DJ spin. So um, I called d nice Not up, even said, you. Yo, <laughs> shut up. I said, for your birthday, would you do us the honor of DJing? you know, for the Breakfast Club, and he was like, absolutely. Yes. So I'm looking forward to this mix, and thank you, man. It, this did. is the first these time these I know every down DJ down, is going to yeah. be calling, but nah, this is this is something special. You better,
5: you better be lucky D-Night's got a bunch of jobs. because <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to set the bar very high to that's make fine. I Heart say, hmm. I, that's, that's fine. <laughs> I, I can't
6: wait. I can't wait. I'm, I'm turning everything on right now, man. I cannot wait to get behind you. It bro. is a and privilege. Um, um, uh, and I have nothing but gratitude. I, I, I was always looking forward to be, being on your show, you know, and just having this conversation with you guys. I love and respect each and every one of you. Like, and I mean that, bro. You know, from vacation time to being an Envy DJ and just you and I just I just love you, you know. So thank you for having me here. Thank you, brother. Oh, and one last question. You for did MV, in, did,
4: did huh? Behind the scenes, did Envy, like, ask you not to do too great? Or did he give you any, like, parameters or...
6: No, Envy was like, man, just do you, bro. I did ask, though. I was like, man, do I do a wax set or what do I do? Should I crush you or
4: should
5: I? Hold on, hold on. I do do got one more more question Mm because, you know, I would love to sit down with D-Nice in person, but did the response to your quarantine parties further prove the healing power of music to you?
6: Oh, absolutely. No, no, no. There is no doubt about it that the music, killed people, man. Like, people have literally written me letters saying how much it saved their lives, you know, because they were feeling depressed. I mean, just imagine, bro, like, imagine a family of, of four, small two-bedroom apartment, never really been in there that much with each other, mom and dad, mm. either working, the kids at school, like, now we're stuck in this 600-square-foot apartment. These are the stories that I was reading, and to, the, to my guys that are multimillionaires in huge homes that are that were like, yo, the only thing that saved me from fighting with my wife was that we were listening to your music, mm-hmm. you know. So music is healing, man, and, I, and I'm glad that that's the ability that we have with with what we enjoy doing. All right, yeah, well, my nice girl. To appreciate
5: uh, you. you, know my girl. Hold my girl, my girl, Jasmine Waters, Jazz Fly. You know, when she, she oh, was really yeah. going through it, and, and and when she went through when she went through her hibernation, when she popped out, one of the first things she did was salute you and thank you and really appreciated what you was doing. So. I love I
6: love jazz, man. You know, like I, I love love. You know, I'm glad you, you mentioned her name just now, man. Like that was a hard thing for me because I knew how much she enjoyed coming out and and we were just talking, like you know, not like just talking, but a few months ago. And that's how life is so precious, bro. Like mm-hmm. we were talking and she was saying to me like how much she loved the music and loved what I was doing and you know just complimenting on her what she was doing in terms of writing and. Uh, she will be missed, man, tremendously. Yes, she has sir. Very kind spirit, man, and I'm so sorry to hear that. You know what happened um, with her, man. But yeah, depression, man, is a real thing out here, you know. And I'm, I'm I don't know if Shanti Das has been on your show, but like, she has. yeah, yes, yes, absolutely. Her a lot, you know. And we talk a lot, and, and I'm always whatever I can do with her to support, you know, her initiative is, is always important to me. And obviously, you know, Chris Lighty was one of my best friends, you know, like. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just been hitting hard lately, man. So that's why I've been trying to check in on my friends. You know, checking on the friends more. Absolutely. So why the music? Absolutely. The music that I play is a reflection of love, to you know, to yes. uplift spirits. So yeah. Absolutely.
1: All right. Well, thank you, D Nice, for joining us. Next hour, D Nice will be taking over the People's Choice mix. So make sure you tune in. And we got rumors on the way. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
0: Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. Angela Angela
3: Yee. It's the Rumor Report. The
0: Breakfast Club.
4: Yes, and happy Juneteenth. There's a lot of releases out today. I'll give you some of them. Tiana Taylor, the album Mm -hmm. is out today. Wale, the Imperfect Storm EP. A Boogie with the Hoodie, Artist 2.0, Deluxe album. So this is basically an expanded version of the album that he had out. Currency and Fuse, Spring Clean. Uh, T Grizzly, the smartest. It's a new mixtape. Black Eyed Peas, Translation it's an album with them mixing their hip-hop bass with dance, reggaeton, and trap style John Legend, Bigger Love it's his first non-Christmas album since 2016 and August Alsina announced that he has an album coming out next week on June 26 The Product 3, State of Emergency, also a five-part documentary series that's starting June 21st, the album has 27 songs on it and it features Tink, Yo Gotti, Lil Wayne Juicy J, and Daryl Wall, so that that's exciting news. Okay.
5: I'm definitely going to be uh riding to that Wale and that Tiana Taylor. I've already heard the Tiana Taylor uh, Tiana Taylor's album is phenomenal. Wale gets busy. Very underrated MC he is. So uh, that's those, those are good vibes for the weekend.
4: All right, Jamie Fox. He has had to put on some weight and some muscle to play Mike Tyson. Now he was on his Instagram live series on the Instagram live series catching up with Mark Birnbaum, and he said that uh, even after playing Ray Charles, he's still cautious when it comes to doing biographies because it's a very tough thing. Here's what he had to say.
0: And then just the technology of how I'm gonna look, I guarantee you, people will run up on me in the street and ask for autographs and think that I'm like we will be
7: two hundred and sixteen pounds when we shoot.
1: And wow. then we will balloon to two twenty five, two thirty, which will look like two fifty on screen.
6: Wow. So now we it looks like young Mike
1: right there. Young Mike. I think he'll do a dope job with that. He gets uh, the character Absolutely, yeah, mm-hmm.
4: oh, And listen God to this. And he, sounds just like, he sounds just like him. Listen.
5: What I'm excited about the movie is to show those moments of the different Mike. When I called Mike a couple of years ago and said, Mike, how you doing? He says, I'll pray this to Allah,
1: my brother. I'm just happy. So why are you happy? I'm just happy because I, I don't have a crazy amount of money anymore. So I don't have any vultures around me. So Mike, nobody can take anything from me. So I'm just happy. How are you, good brother? And I said, ooh that's the person that we want to show.
5: Yeah, God bless Jamie Foxx, man. That man is just divinely gifted. Uh, some people just born mm-hmm. to do certain things, and Jamie Foxx is one of them. That man is one of the greatest actors of all time, and we need to start putting him in that greatest actor of all time conversation. And if Jamie is able to pull off Mike Tyson the way he pulled off Ray Charles, we we in for something special. All
4: right, Kevin Hart is producing and hosting a new E! show, uh, Celebrity Game Face, and he's doing that alongside with his wife, Aniko. So it's going to premiere on July 6th, and what they'll do is lead celebrity couples, including Terry and Rebecca King-Cruise, uh, Sarah Hyland and Wells Adam, and Joel and Sarah McHale through a series of hilarious and outrageous games, according to E! So they said, with games postponed, I'm bringing all of the indoor games to E! And that was in the teaser for the upcoming special. Now, since we're talking about Terry Cruz. Uh, Let's discuss him doubling down on what he had to say about his black supremacy tweet. He had tweeted out, if y'all recall, defeating white supremacy without white people creates black supremacy. Equality is truth. Well, he was on the talk, and here's what he had to say about that message and that he still stands by it.
0: In black America, we have gatekeepers. We have people who have decided that who is going to be black and who's not. And I, simply because I have a mixed race wife, have been discounted. Then I got told it couldn't exist. In 1994 in Rwanda, there was a genocide and it was all black people. Mm -hmm. And there was one sector that viewed themselves as over the The other. A million people died. Anytime anybody says, oh, that could never happen here. That's exactly when it starts to happen. Do you regret using the term black supremacy? I I can't really regret it because I, I really want the dialogue to come out. Maybe there's another term that might be better where a separatist or elitist. Yeah,
5: I don't know what the hell Terry Crews be talking about, um, but I know I don't get into that who's black or who's not conversation because even people who don't want to acknowledge they are black will still get reminded by this white supremacist system that they are indeed black. So I'm not going to try to convince anyone about racism or systemic racism or what exists and what doesn't exist. They will learn. And Terry Crews, once again, I don't know what the hell he be talking about, but I'm not going to question his blackness. He's clearly a black man.
4: All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report.
1: All right. Thank you, Miss
5: Yee. Oh, salute to Kevin Hart and Nico, man. That's beautiful. You get to work with your wife and build with your wife, and you don't have to prove where you're at. That's the life.
1: That is the life. That is the life.
5: Now, who are you giving your donkey to, man? Uh, Florida needs to come to the front of the congregation We like to have a word with them uh, In particular, a group of 16 friends from Florida Who all tested positive for coronavirus We'll talk about it
1: Alright, we'll get into that next Keep it locked, it's the Breakfast Club, good morning Make sure you tell them to watch out for Florida, man The craziest people in
5: America come from the Bronx and all of Florida Yes, you are a donkey
4: A Florida man attacked an ATM for a very strange reason. It gave him too much money. Florida man is arrested after deputies say he rigged the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant wife. Police arrested an Orlando man for attacking a flamingo.
5: The Breakfast Club,
0: bitchy donkey of the day with Charlamagne the guy. I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this.
5: talk here today for Friday, June 19th goes to a group of sixteen friends from Florida who all tested positive for coronavirus. You heard me who all tested positive for coronavirus after a night out at a recently reopened Florida bar Florida, Florida, Florida. What does your uncle Charlotte always say about Florida? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida, and this is just for proof see Florida reopened certain businesses through much of the state, back on May 4th, which seems like such a long time ago, people said Florida was bugging. Uh, they were opening up too early. And now what do we have? Florida showing signs is the next coronavirus epicenter as cases are now at, our uh, cases have spiked all throughout the state. All right, Florida has reported 3,207 additional coronavirus cases as of yesterday, the largest single day count in the state since the pandemic started. Florida's total cases are now at 86,000. And according to the Florida Agency for Healthcare Administration, more than three quarters of the Sunshine State adult intensive care unit beds are occupied, and general hospital beds were at nearly 75% capacity across the state. My God. I get it, though. I get it. It's hard to stay your ass at home when you live in that beautiful state full of psychopaths. Average temperature is 80.5 degrees. Beaches are beautiful. I get it. Totally understand you've been cooped up in the house getting back out there in those streets. is like a celebration. It's like Juneteenth. You want to celebrate the remembrance of the ending of slavery. But no, because that goddamn plague is still out there. Okay, this group of 16 friends learned that the hard way when they all gathered at a local bar to have drinks for a friend's born day. Okay, the irony of risking your life to celebrate one. Kat Layton is one of the young ladies, and they were on with Chris Cuomo this week to tell their story about how a few rum runners led to all of them having the runs. Oh, yes, not so fun fact. Diarrhea is absolutely one of the symptoms of COVID-19. Oh, it goes down in the BM, and by BM, I mean bowel movement. Now, Cat Layton, Erica Crisp, and Dara Sweat are three of the 16 friends who all caught that rona together. Listen to what they had to say to Chris Cuomo. Seven workers at a Florida bar and a group of 16 friends who were out for a night of fun all tested positive for coronavirus. Erica Crisp was one of them. She's been sick for a week, but she's here along with two of those friends, Kat Layton and Dara. Is it sweet or sweat? Sweat. Well, I know nobody had masks. It was crowded in there, just like a normal bar. Why did you think it was okay to do it that way? And what do you think now?
3: I think at the time it was more out of sight, out of mind. We hadn't known anybody who had it personally. Governor, mayor, everybody says it's fine. We go out. It's a friend's birthday. It was a mistake. How do you feel about it now? I feel foolish. It's too soon. You know, we got super sick almost immediately, within days.
5: Erica, I know there was a group of 16 of you. Everybody got sick? Every one of us. Are you listening, America? Are you really? Did you hear what Cat Layton said standing around in a crowded bar and no one was wearing masks? We knew that we were pushing it. You knew that you were pushing it. That means that inner voice, that inner alarm system, those spider senses were going off and you was ignoring them just to have a Miami vice with some friends. You know, some say if you are not willing to risk the unusual, you will have to settle for the ordinary. Well, in regards to corona, I'm cool on the unusual. Okay, I am fine with an ordinary temperature. I am fine with not losing my sense of taste or smell. I am absolutely fine with uh, not having shortness of breath or difficulty breathing. Ordinary is perfectly okay for me in those scenarios, all right? If those are the rewards of the risk-taking that comes with being out and about with your friends, sipping margaritas during a global pandemic, then I am cool on all of that. Okay, Erica Crisp said, and I quote at the time, The virus was out of sight, out of mind, and she didn't know anyone who had it. And the governor and the mayor said everything was fine. But within days, Corona said, allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Cove. America, listen to me, man. 23 states have seen spikes in coronavirus cases since last week. Things are not sweet out here in these streets. I don't care what your president says. I don't care what your president's supporting governor says. They are simply attempting to ignore what they don't want to deal with. But guess what? Ignoring something doesn't change it, okay? It doesn't make things go away just because you ignore it. Now here's the thing. Out of the 16 friends who all caught the virus after you know, downing daiquiris, some had flu-like symptoms. None got seriously ill, but that's not the point. The point is, this is the same disease that is taking out older folks in our lives. This is the same disease that is uh, taking out people with underlying conditions. This is the same disease that is impacting black people more than everyone else. None of that has changed, people saying, uh, oh, we got to worry about the second wave. There may not be a second wave. You know why? Because we haven't finished surfing the first wave yet. We still riding the first wave. The first wave's still big as hell. The moral of the story is, listen to all these young Karens in Florida, okay? (laughs) This is not a false alarm they are ringing. They want others to be more cautious about taking advantage of looser restrictions, and this is a real threat. Those young Karens in Florida aren't ringing the alarm, aren't ringing a false alarm on a black bird watcher. Okay, they are ringing the alarm on a disease that has killed 120,000 people in America to date. Let me tell you something, man. Ignoring a problem is the same as being ignorant of it. But there's absolutely no way you can act ignorant to the dangers of coronavirus. I don't care where y'all wanna go this summer, just know that ignoring the coronavirus is a great way to end up at the wrong destination. Uh, We appreciate you sharing your stories, young Karens, uh, young ladies in Florida, and being a lesson to us all. But please give Cat Layton, Erica Crisp, and Darius Sweat the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons.
0: Oh, now you are the donkey Mm -hmm. of the day.
5: But you know what? Uh, nobody listens to me because I have a lisp. So maybe I need to uh, remind y'all by playing this message from the Forever First Lady, Michelle Obama. Okay, now for those who are going back to work, this message isn't, isn't for y'all. This message is just for those who are going out for the sake of going out, catching corona for recreational purpose purposes. This message is for
1: you. Hey, Charlemagne, this is Michelle Obama, and I have a special message for all your Breakfast Club listeners. Our communities are among the hardest hit by the coronavirus, and we've got to do everything we can to keep each other safe. And that means staying home, because even if we're not showing any symptoms, we can still spread the virus to others. Let's keep each other safe by just staying home. Thank you so much, and God bless. That's all I'm saying, okay? All right, well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Oh,
5: yes, and by the way, I um, actually have two coronavirus testing sites going on this weekend. If you're in Columbia, South Carolina, if you're listening to me on Hot 103.9, starting at 10 a.m. today from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Benedict College's Charles W. Johnson Stadium. It'll be free COVID-19 drive-through testing uh, today and tomorrow from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. So uh, pull up, man, because coronavirus is still a
1: real, real thing. All right, so let's open up these phone lines, 800-585-1051.
5: We have somebody in the room who's taking that Rona risk that's right so Angela shortly. Yee
1: she's about to go on hi vacation Angela Yee in a couple hey, of yes.
4: weeks I am taking a little trip and you know listen I've been here for quite some time now I didn't go on vacation anytime recently and I'm just anxious to go be on a beach somewhere and relax and I've been wanting to go away for really since January so I just think it's like what is it, almost July, it's time for me to go somewhere. And I'm not the only one, okay? My friends are coming with me.
5: I thought there was an international travel ban. I thought you couldn't lead a the country. They're, they're starting to lift it no, in certain places.
4: Yeah, a lot of places mm. um, open back up June 15th. Some places open back up July 1st. You just have to check and see. And when you land, they make you go through, like, a series of different things. They take your temperature. Sometimes you even have to have, like, gone to the doctor to make sure you don't have it and provide that so that when you land, you can go through easier. So they do have... All kinds of restrictions to make sure that you're okay once you land. But I'm out. Not me. But let's open up the phone lines.
1: 800-585-1051. eight five one zero five one. Y'all think Angelie being a little too uh not a little too risky? <laughs> me and myself. Going caution I, to the wind. I got offers to do parties. I'm like, nah, not yet. I got.
4: I'm not doing no party. I'm gonna be in my, a villa.
1: My family was like, listen. That's, I know people that's going to Miami. I know people that's going to vacation. I'm like, nah, B, I, I'm good. I, I stay go right
4: is,
5: here. It, it is. It is a part of me that uh, wants to go down to South Carolina. You know. Um, you know. But you home. could drive well, down right. there, and you, you got your mother yeah, down there. But that's to me. To me, that's even riskier though, because what? it's like when what you part? drive, and you got three kids. When you drive, and you got three kids, you're gonna be stopping way more than on the plane. At least on you. You go to the airport. You get on. You go to the airport. You get on the plane. You are there. You get in the car. You go to your destination. You good. Would you, nah, you, you drive
1: 13, 14 hours? You still got to go through the, the metal detectors. You got to go through a lot. Nah, this way, you drive. All you stop stopping for is gas. You pack yourself a little say, a couple sandwiches. We got you, three kids. I got a one-year-old and a four-year-old. A little pee break. That's it. I That's one know. break. I don't know. All I right. Well, 800 585 is Angela Yee being too risky. She want to just hang out at the beach. She want to be chilling in her bungalow. She want to put Living on her, a life with her, life with her life with the Rona. Living her life with the Rona. Living her life with the Rona. Living her life with the Rona. 800-585-1051. Is she being too risky? Is the Breakfast Club? Good morning.
0: Pull out, pull, out, pull out your phone. Call in right now. Call me.
1: Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club topic.
0: Break it down. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800 585
1: 1051 to join into the discussion with the Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, um, Angela Yee, she's tired. Yes. She's sped up. She's done. She's leaving and going on vacation in a couple yeah, of Yeah, but weeks. Not,
4: not yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting a little while. If anything crazy happens between now and then, I can always change my mind. And they actually sent us a notice saying that we can cancel our flight, uh, you know, with no penalties. So that's good to know also. So that's the plan. You're leaving in two weeks. Right. But I'm saying if anything crazy happens, I can still cancel my flight and I can still get my money back. So.
5: Well, let's talk crazy. Let's talk crazy. Why don't we, Angela Yee? Uh, Cases have spiked in 23 states. Mm -hmm. Coronavirus may still be spreading at epidemic rates in Mm -hmm. 24 states. Okay. So coronavirus is still out there.
4: I won't it's be the in the States. <laughs>
2: okay.
4: I won't be in the States. And the place that I'm going to actually have really, really, really minimal amount of cases. And they also are making you, you bring there. like a, they also making you bring a doctor's note and taking your temperature when you land as well.
1: Yeah. So oh, where so, you're going is so 626
4: confirmed.
1: Have you got the doctor's confirmed. note yet?
4: Hmm? Uh, no, but I have an appointment. Note? I have an appointment to make sure that I go and get tested.
1: Well, the place that you're going is 626 confirmed cases, 165 active cases, and 10 deaths.
5: You got to watch Anjali. Anjali from Brooklyn, she have a forged doctor's note for her and all her friends. I don't
4: need a forged doctor's note. I can go and get tested.
1: (laughs) So you feel comfortable and safe flying out right now, going through the airport, sitting on the airplane, landing, then going through everything you have to go through to get in the country. You cool with that?
4: Yeah, they have social distancing on the flight, so the middle seat is empty.
1: But you fly first class.
4: Not on this one, I'm not.
5: <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think the the planes aren't my concern. I think the planes are actually probably super clean. If you wear your mask, stay away from people, you'll probably be all right. You got to put your stuff in the bins when you... at
1: the airport. They don't spray the bins every time somebody goes through. Then uh, that's you got to go through right. customs.
5: Customs. It's already been proven it don't live on surfaces no more, bro. That's old. You, so you old, you old school corona rules. Oh, I'm sorry.
4: But look, and once and once we get there, we have a villa, so we're staying in the villa the whole time. The actual there's not it's not like rooms like that. So we'll be confined in a villa where we have a chef.
1: Has the chef been tested?
4: Listen, I don't
1: think the chef is one of the 100 <laughs> something people
5: on the island who has it. But yes, know. anybody who has never to come know. back to work has to. Everybody who comes back to work has to get
1: tested, also. All right. Well, let's let's open up the phone line. Put a little of that that little Corona oil in the food, make it taste better. <laughs> 800-585-1051. Hello, who's this? My name is Misty. Hey, Misty. Now, Angela Yee is about to uh, risk it all. Do you think she's uh she shouldn't be risking it right now, or, or you think it's okay?
2: I definitely think that she should not be risking it. I'm a healthcare worker. I work Mm -hmm. at a hospital. And I Mm -hmm. think that it's honestly disrespectful because we just heard uh, Michelle Obama during um, the day and she spoke about how black people need to stay at home. It was and then we flip over and it's a contradictory
4: statement from Angela Yee. Yes. That was two months ago that Michelle Obama said that. (laughs)
1: That is it not true. Matter. I just heard it this morning.
4: <laughs> that was true. two months ago. She,
1: I, I just heard that it That is this not morning. true.
2: She still said it. She still said it. And we're not done with this virus. And it is taking black lives. And you all have a platform where black people are listening every day. And it's some people that are going to be like, shoot, if, if Angela's going out, I'm
4: going to go, too. They are going to listen to you. Wow. And they will-
5: she got a point.
2: <laughs>
1: well, listen to Angela. Well, She's not going out.
4: No. We have a little bit of time to see what's going to happen. Ember, you need to stop because I've seen pictures of you outside already anyway. And you don't have car. parties at your house. I've seen DJ Nori over there. Oh. Nori I was the only one. He came in fun. That was it. I, I didn't have a family. I seen, I didn't have, hold on. Who I just got bands at the so house. Let me talk my to my you sister. this. Y'all She's didn't hang up on the health care worker, right? She's still there?
5: <laughs> I hung up on her. Oh, She ain't saying what y'all want to hear. <laughs> so you hung up on
1: her. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Hi, it's Lamar. How you doing? Hey Lamar, we're talking Hi, to Angelique. Hi how are you? You think she's being a little too I'm risky? I'm good. Uh, no, not at all. I, I I'm about
7: to I'm, just, I'm about to go to, uh, to the Outer Banks uh, July 4th weekend, and it's, you know it's time to get out. It's time to move on. I mean, you know respect respect others. You you keep your mask on when you're around others. You, you stay six feet away. But at the okay. end of the day, you know you know it's just, it's just time. It
5: really is. I agree with Gates. Okay, wait. Let me ask you a question. How old yeah, are you?
4: Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Oh, go ahead. How go ahead. You? I'm sorry, that?
5: I'm How old are you? When the last time you wore a condom? When the last time you wore a condom?
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm married, brother. It's
1: been a very long time. Oh, okay, okay, never mind. You should ask him, when's the, 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 the last time you've been nah, to the doctor? That's what you should have said. When's the last time you been to the doctor? I forget the doctor. I it was last month. Last month.
5: Okay. Right. Yeah, he ain't wore a condom Usher yeah. Confessions album. He ain't wore a condom Usher yeah.
1: Confessions album.
4: And let's be clear, I'm going to be on a flight and then going straight from the flight to my villa. That's it.
1: All right, through customs. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. Angela Yee is out. She's tired. She's she's Ooh. bored. She wants to get out of the house, so she booked the. She trip. got a temperature now. <laughs> Look at the cheeks. <laughs> she booked the <a> trip. <laughs> she booked the trip out of the country, and she's like, "Who cares?" So we're asking, "Is it a little too risky for Angela?" Throwing Airbnb caution right to up? the wind.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I know y'all all were trying to check out places that you can go to.
1: Is she being a little Not too true. risky? Call us now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you joined us, we're talking about Angela Yee. Uh, she's tired. She's fed. She can't take it anymore.
4: I'm she fed. Is leaving. You mean
1: she's fed up. She's fed, fed, fed up, fed. you idiot. <laughs> I said fed. No, you didn't. No, you
4: said, You're said supposed fed. supposed to be fed up. Not I said, I said tired fed. and fed.
5: <laughs> Why would she be tired and fed? What does her yeah. feet being fed have to do with this? <laughs> What's wrong
4: with
1: you? Maybe she ain't too I much with the workout. I don't know. I think, but, I think
4: Abby's sick already.
1: <laughs> but Angela she's tired. wants she's to fed. leave. <laughs> like, she's fed up. She's she has an itis.
4: Anyway. <laughs> no,
5: he sound like he's about to put his child to sleep. She's she's tired and she's eight already. We are putting her to bed. Okay?
1: <laughs> Angela, is going on vacation during this crazy time. Coronavirus is spiking all over the world, but Angelie doesn't care and she's leaving. She's out.
4: I, gonna lie, I, was, I was inspired because my friends went to St. Thomas and this was a, a few in at the end of May. And they went there, had a great time, stayed in their villa, came back. Everybody's safe, healthy, fine. I was like, Okay, I think in July uh, I'm safe to go somewhere and stay in a villa, follow the cases rules.
5: Cases are spiking Cases are spiking in 23 states all across the country. Angela Yee. Okay, this it's is still not a in the pandemic, states. I'm not epidemic in the going states. on. But you taking that plague over there? That plague? <laughs> oh.
1: That plague? What, oh what is a
5: plague? Look, who you? A plague is what happens. A plague. Hey, a plague is what happens when you feed it, when you when a when a plague is fed. Okay, it's a plague <laughs> when it's fed. All right. Let's go to the phone lines.
2: Hello, who's this? Flag. Charlemagne. I'm so glad it was you that picked up. How, you, Hi, how are you, Queen? <laughs> that was Envy. I'm doing good. Um, What's think up, Queen? I Angela, Angela's lost her mind, and um, she's risking. If you could hear my accent, I'm from New York, but I live in Myrtle Beach. I can hear you. Hey. You can hear me? Or you, yes, ma'am. You me. Myrtle
5: Beach on the check-in. Okay. Yes, we hey. can
2: Myrtle Beach, but from Staten Island, New York, originally. Let me tell you, my family came because they had ants in their pants. And now our numbers have rise because everybody from the north has come to here. Well, yeah, Angelina got ants in her pants
1: right now, too. That's why she wants to leave.
2: Okay.
4: Now, do we know Do we know for sure that's why the numbers are rising?
2: Well, let me tell you, ain't nobody wearing no mask on the beach. We got everybody here running the muck, having a party. Put some sand in your yard, girlfriend. Get you a blow-up pool and have a party with your friends at your house. You tell her.
4: Isn't it the same thing as having a party at this house with
2: my friends? If they stop international flights coming home, are you willing to have
4: corona in that country with no means? I am willing to stay (laughs) in Jamaica. For some reason, I can't come back here.
2: Listen to me. Yeah, man, me hear what you're saying. Maybe you make a time. we can't, can't do this.
1: Man, mamma,
2: your girlfriend. Hey, hey, hey. You're, bring, you? you're bringing a wrist to the man. Don't bring your cootie <laughs> to the country. Ma'am, you're bringing a wrist to the mouth of ye.
1: Man, you bring you your cootie no, to the ma'am. country. Ma'am, are you I'm, I'm
4: very offended.
1: Ma'am, you offended?
4: Ma'am. I'm offended by Charlemagne's you, accent.
2: Ma'am, are you white? Why should I say that race right now? Why are we in <laughs> That's that? right. Oh, That's man. right. We don't, got, okay. we don't got time to talk about we that. You with us. We ain't got no time to talk about no race in 2020.
1: All right, put it the Jamaican accent back on, ma'am. Put the Jamaican accent back on, ma'am. No,
2: don't. Don't do
1: it, Chet Why? Hanks. I like the Jamaican don't accent. Go it. ahead, ma'am.
2: You like my Jamaican accent? <laughs> it don't matter what my accent is or my race or my color. I stand by a coronavirus right now. We have a pandemic going on. And I stand by black rights and black lives matter. Every life matters. Angela, your lives matter. Your friends' lives matter. So if you don't think it's important because you got ants in your pants to get to a beach, think about Myrtle Beach. Huh? Nothing.
5: (laughs) Salute to you. I love you, man. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. I love you. We love, I love Myrtle Beach. Um, I love Myrtle Beach. I love Myrtle Beach. My like. I'm, I, 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 I'm really, I do want to go down to South Carolina at the end of the month. I really do. I'm not going to lie to you. All well, right. what's don't you list? bring
4: that there because she said that you're the reason why people like you coming down there, visiting family, you have ants in your pants, and that's why it spikes.
5: <laughs> she, no, yeah. no, don't, don't put this on me. She was talking to you. She don't want that okay. flag, all right? <laughs> don't put that on me. No, you don't want that flag, that, that fed plaque. My goodness! What? All right. What's the moral of the story, guys? We have a moral. The moral of the story is we're gonna find out in July when Angelique in here coughing with a fever. My goodness! Oh, uh, if she trapped, with I'm she going? I'm be
4: fine. And yeah, you know what else too? I'm very healthy.
5: All right. I'm w- listen. We are wishing for the best for you. Okay. We don't want you to get. I feel good about it. I feel good
4: about over it. Over
1: there. All right. Okay. All right. Well, when we come back, usually we do the rumors. But my brother D Nice today is his birthday. He turns 50. Yay. He's about to get on in the mix. So uh hit DJ him up D with D your nice request. He's 50 years old. He's 50. So whatever you want to hear, we told him he can play whatever he wants. So um I can't wait to hear it. All right. Mix is up next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ N V, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, happy birthday again to my brother D Nice. All right? Today is his birthday. And for the first time ever, uh, another DJ is doing a People's Choice mix. I called him up. I know he turns 50 today. I said, uh, it'd be great if you could DJ for us. And he said, bet. So let's get into the mix. My brother D Nice. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Uh, Good now morning. To- Tonight at 8 p.m., I'm doing something for the World Sickle Cell Day, all right? So we're raising money for the Boston Medical Center, Center of Excellence in Sickle Cell Disease. And what we're doing is everybody that comes to my Instagram live while I'm DJing, iHeartMedia will donate $1. Up to $10,000 for everybody that comes in. So uh, please uh, make sure you tune in tonight at 8 p.m. I'm going to be mixing live. It's for a great cause. And then Saturday I'm actually doing a live for uh, CIAA to uh, help some of the families that were affected by some of the athletes that uh, play in the CIAA tournament. So I'll be doing that Saturday. So I'm just trying to do my part and make sure uh, people are okay
3: out there.
4: Yeah, today's Juneteenth, so there's a lot of Juneteenth activity also. I'm actually hosting, moderating a panel for the New York Liberty. You know, they're very active uh, socially, so and they're very active in the space of justice and all of that. So we have a freedom, justice, equality, and the power of our vote that's happening today at 3 p.m. So everybody's welcome to join that. And Rhapsody is a panelist. Uh, Topeka K. Sam, Laisha Clarendon, and Garrett Temple from the Brooklyn Nets will be on the panel also. Today BET is doing a lot. And let me tell you something exciting. They're doing in different markets in different cities. They're doing this whole give back where they're actually uh, paying for people to go get food for free at certain restaurants. So today, you know I love Mango Seed in Brooklyn. So if you stop by Mango Seed today, BET is giving away free food to their customers. And that's this whole thing where BET is putting their money where their mouth is for Juneteenth. They're giving back to local Black-owned businesses nationwide today. So if you're in Brooklyn, it is going to be at Mango Tea, But check in your city to find out where they're giving away free food from a local Black business today.
5: Oh, I guess this is the church announcement part of the show. I got a couple church announcements, okay? Uh, I'm hosting a, a Lift Every Voice Juneteenth special tonight, um, courtesy of Live Nation and Live by Live. is hosted by me with a special uh, uh, correspondent, Gia Peppers. Um, Gia. Common is on it. Gia, Gia I'm sorry. My, Gia's my wife. Yo, Gia hates when I do that. Gia <laughs> hates when I pronounce her People name. People only but do so that because of
4: Envy's wife.
5: Mm-hmm. I think so, too. Gia. I'm so sorry, Gia. Special uh, correspondent, Gia Peppers. Um, My sister Angela Rye is on there. The good brother T.I. is going to be on there. Common. It's going to be really dope. Justine Sky. So y'all watch that tonight, uh, courtesy of Live Nation and Live by Live. And Columbia, South Carolina, uh, starting at 10 a.m. today, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., I will be providing... Free COVID-19 testing. It's a drive-through testing event. It'll be at the uh, Benedict College's Charles W. Johnson Stadium from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. today and tomorrow. Salute to DHEC and salute to Hot 1039. Salute to Mayor Stephen Benjamin. And we're giving you uh, free COVID-19 supply kits, including a mask, gloves, disinfectant wipes, hand sanitizer, educational materials, a whole lot of stuff because coronavirus is still very real. So still very real. So yes, we're all very active in our communities.
1: Clearly. Absolutely. All right. Well, when we come back, we got the positive note. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
2: <laughs>
1: Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, um, you guys have a safe weekend out there. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. To my dad, uh, Butch, uh, my pops, man. Happy birthday, Dad. Man, love you.
4: It's his birthday, too? Yes. I no,
1: said happy birthday. I mean, happy Father's Day, Dad. I love
4: you. <laughs> I was like...
1: No, his birthday is December 1st. Happy yes, Father's sir. Day, Dad.
5: Salute to my pops, Larry uh, Larry Cowboy, out there in most Corner, South Carolina. And um, listen, my positive note is simply this. First of all, I want to thank everybody who showed up for Carrie L. Horn. We had Carrie L. Horn on The Breakfast Club yesterday. Carrie L. Horn is the sister who, back in 2006, she was a police officer in Buffalo, New York, and she uh, stopped a white police officer from choking out a black man. And, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, she got punched in the face by that police officer. She was on the job for 19 years, one year away from receiving her pension, 20 years, and she got fired, and she still hasn't gotten her pension and she, that was just a grave injustice because somebody who was out there actually doing the right thing, you know, um, got penalized for it. And so, you know, we had her on yesterday to tell her story, and she has a GoFundMe account. She she had a goal of 100000 I am happy to say that we have exceeded that goal. So drop on the clues bombs for yourselves, people, everybody that uh, listened to L Horn's interview yesterday, everybody that contributed. I don't care if you contributed a dollar. I don't care if you contributed 50 cents. You helped. Her get to that goal of a hundred thousand, man. And with that, I want to say my positive note is no one is useless in this world who lightens the burdens of other. Oh, no one is useless in this world who lightens the burdens of another.
2: Breakfast Club you. bitches, you finished or y'all done?